0: Following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian life, please visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. I think we ought to give Jesus the biggest shout all night, all month. Come on, this is called revival. This isn't just normal sunday church come on let's lift our voice and give god all the praise hallelujah while you're standing while you're standing and even if you're in overflow tonight and i know you are shout out to overflow ask you guys to stand as well let's welcome overflow real quick or let them know we love them um want to just say thank you, um, to your pastor who I love so much. And, um, for the first year of our church week, uh, this September now, this Sunday, we'll have crossed over, uh, 19 months since we started our church, 19 months now. And, uh, um, and, uh, we just crossed over 1,900 salvations. Come on. Praise the Lord, everybody. On Sunday, uh, on Sunday we'll baptize 35 people. And uh, God's really moving in our church. And um, I'll tell you one of the most special memories I have of year one is that at the beginning of every month, I got a check from you guys. And, uh, y'all, every, every tither, every offering giver in here, while y'all are building your own house and you're doing what you're doing here in Austin, uh, your pastor sacrificed and he could have definitely used that money for here, but instead he sewed into sin city and every, every, the first of every month I got a check from CLC and it just let me know that God was for us. God loved us. We were going to make it. Pastor, I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You didn't, I didn't, I didn't expect it. You didn't have to. And that just says everything about you. And, uh, and I love you and I celebrate you. And I can't, I can't wait to see what God is going to continue to do in this church. But I thank you for being my friend and, and believing in me. And, uh, I think you have the greatest pastor in the world. How about you? you. Come on, clap your hands. Let him know that you love him. I love you. Grab a seat. Look at someone on your way down, say, you're looking better every week. Tell them it must be the revival. Come on, tell them it must be. Great to see Pastor Brad and your amazing wife and love worship tonight. Phil, great to. Great to see you here in Austin. Even though you're a Rockets fan, we still love you. And we're praying for the Lord to do a great work in your heart tonight. In Jesus' name, amen, everybody. Um, 2 Kings chapter 3. 2 Kings chapter 3. Just have a few minutes with you tonight. I want to get everything I need to say. And then um, we're going to believe God at the end. But this is 2 Kings chapter 3. We're going to read verses 16 through 20. I bring greetings from my wife from City Light, Vegas. And if you're ever in Vegas, please come visit us. Come say hello. Uh, If you had a good night on Saturday night, bring a little offering with you. Praise the Lord. If you had a bad night, we will pray for you. Cast the devil out of you and send you back to Austin free, okay? (laughs) 2 Kings chapter 3, Verse 16. And, uh, this is, uh, and I'll tell you, I love this church. I, Pastor Brad said I could be anywhere in the world. I'll tell you right now, the moment I get a text from Pastor Brad saying, can you come to Austin? It's always, it's just, yes, 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 yes. And so I love you guys and I celebrate you and I, I thank God for this church because it, to me, is just a picture of the kind of church that I want to build. And so, um, it, it's my honor to be here and, uh. This is 2 Kings chapter 3 verse 16 and he said thus says the Lord make this valley full of ditches. For thus says the Lord you shall not see wind nor shall you see rain yet the valley shall be filled with water so that you your cattle and your animals may drink and this is a simple matter in the sight of the Lord look at your neighbor say this is easy. That neighbor was stuck up. Look at one more person tell him this is easy. This is easy and he will also deliver the moabites in your hand now it happened in the morning when the grain offering was offered notice that they they gave an offering and suddenly water came by edom and the land was filled with water make this valley full of ditches i want to preach this for a couple of minutes tonight it's the last Uh, night of revival and so what that means is every speaker got 40 minutes but since it's the last night I get all their time too and so I'm just gonna keep you for three hours there's a nervous laugh in the house just a couple of minutes tonight I want to preach from the subject dig ditches dig ditches dig ditches dig ditches uh, one more time look at your neighbor pick a third neighbor now tell him tell him do you have your shovel do you have your shovel your shovel thank you brother huh. I must admit that I'm encouraged by the beginning of the text because Israel needed a miracle and that just encourages me because I need a miracle. There's probably at least two other people in this room. Am I preaching anybody tonight or is it just who needs a miracle? They loved Jesus, they had a prophet, they, they loved the Lord, they were worshipers, they, they were doing everything they knew they needed to do, but they still needed a miracle. And in life, I believe in faithfulness, I believe in wisdom, and I believe in doing everything I know to do, but there is another dimension that goes beyond just being faithful, being good, being integrous, and having wisdom, and I believe in all that, and I live my life that way, but there are certain times where you need the supernatural intervention of heaven to break out and break through in your life. You need a miracle, and I wonder if I'm preaching to anybody tonight who just needs... I need a miracle. I'm doing all I know to do. I'm here on a Wednesday night. I'm reading my Bible. I'm singing. I'm saying amen. I'm clapping. I'm doing all I know to do right, but I need a Miracle, And if you need a miracle, you're in the right place. Because the God you serve, he is the God of Abraham. He's the God of Isaac. He's the God of Jacob. Yahweh is his name. And he says, I'm the miracle worker. I'm the way maker. I'm the promise keeper. I'm light in darkness. This is who I am. And I believe tonight, miracles are about to fall like rain because this is the God whom we serve. I've learned that in 18 months of pastoring my church, I'm doing everything I know to do in the natural. But we need an open heaven over our church. And I want to tell you, we do all we know to do. We're faithful. We love the Lord. We give. We serve. We we pray. We do all we know to do. But eventually, there are times in your life where there's a need where you need an outbreak of heaven, where you need God to supernaturally break into the affairs of your own life and do what you cannot do. And after I've done all I know to do, I need God to do what I cannot do. And there's something about a miracle that can change your life. And I believe tonight someone is going to get a miracle. It might as well be me. It might as well be you. They had, they had no options. See, they went to go fight against the enemy, the Moabites. But when they got out there, they they realized they had no water. And without water, they were eventually going to die without water. Their cattle was going to die without water. Their horses were going to die. And so they end up in a situation that's bigger than them. They end up in a situation that they cannot find relief from. And it's going to take God in order for them to get the victory. So they go to the prophet and they say, what do we do? And here's what he says. Thus saith the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. I think that's amazing because Elisha's mentor, Elisha's pastor, Elijah, he just talked to clouds and told it to rain. Come on, somebody. I don't think they were expecting what he was about to say. Because I think they were going to talk to Elisha the way they thought they would talk to Elijah. Elijah was a fire breather. He could call down fire from heaven. He could tell it to rain. He could tell it to stop raining. And I think he was, they were expecting the same thing. So they go, man of God, what do we do? Can you do something? And he does not say, watch this. <laughs> and the clouds form. Instead, he said, pick up a shovel. So let me just give you a few points today. i got to give you points because I'm a senior pastor now. Praise the Lord. Number one, number one, dig a ditch. Look at your neighbor say, dig a ditch. I love this because they said, man of God, what do we do? And the first thing he does is he gives them an instruction. He does not tell them to pray, though prayer is good. He does not tell them to fast, though fasting is good for some people. Amen. <laughs> His, his first instruction was not for them to read a scripture, stand on the word. It was not to do something that seemed very spiritual. He said, grab a shovel and begin to dig. Here's what he was saying create margin for me to move, prepare for what you're praying for, create a space because if god sends rain and you don't have a ditch all you have is a flood and the very thing god wants to send to you to bless you will drown you so if you're not ready for it the very thing that god wants to send you to give you life will end up destroying you so you have to have a structure ready so he did not say pray fast speak in tongues or believe god he said grab a ditch and by faith begin to prepare for the answer to your prayer. He said, make room for a miracle, one scoop at a time. (laughs) Little by little, Isaiah said, just a little by little, begin to dig, begin to prepare, begin to get ready so that when the rain does fall, you're prepared for it and it blesses you and it does not destroy you. They had to prepare for the miracle. My pastor Jensen Franklin says it like this, physical obedience brings spiritual breakthrough. I do what I know to do. And then I believe God. I grab a shovel. I do all I know, to, I prepare in every way that I can. And then I believe for the spirit of God to send the rain. Now, friend, I, I need you to see this. God said, "Go ahead and do something ridiculous. And then watch me do something miraculous. Friend, they were soldiers. They were warriors. They were fighters. They were not farmers. (laughs) But God said, humble yourself and put down the sword and put down the shield and put down the bow and arrow and put down and put down the spear, put all that down and grab a shovel and trust me. I've learned learned that sometimes humility is the very key to the breakthrough that you need because if you're too big to do something that you have decided is below you, you're actually too small for your own destiny. You can clap because it wasn't for you, it's for your neighbor, amen, praise the Lord. You'll find something out in all of scripture. Every time someone asks for a miracle, God gives an instruction. They ask for a miracle, God gives an instruction. God never answers miracle prayers with miracles. Uh-huh. He answers miracle prayers with instructions. If you will, I will. If, if, if you will, you will. I will this is this is the way God does what he does in our lives and and here's why because it might frustrate you but here's why because what God wants to do for you he actually wants to do with you see it's I got a little daughter she's two and a half years old I got to do a lot of stuff for her now and it's cute but the things I'm doing for her now, I better not be doing for her at 10 years old. <laughs> 15 years old, 20 years old, because hopefully there's maturity. And some of you are going, Man, I used to just pray and stuff just used to happen. Yeah, because you were a little baby. But now God's trying to grow you up. Because he knows that there is a joy that he experiences and you experience when God doesn't just do it for you and you clap for him, but you actually hold the hand of the Holy Ghost and you do it together and then you can say, me and God together were able to do something that I couldn't he still gets all the glory, but I got to be a part of the miracle. I did the ridiculous. God did the miraculous. And now I have a testimony. Anybody got a testimony? Clap your hands and shout. Come on. Noah, build a boat. Elijah, build me an altar. Peter, take a step out of the boat. Disciples, have the the people sit in groups of 50, and then I'll feed them. Woman in a famine, you need food? Make the prophet a meal. Widow in debt, go get Vessels, Naaman, go dip seven times. Go do something ridiculous. Hey, disciples, go ahead and roll away the stone and then I'll raise Lazarus from the dead. You do something ridiculous, I'll do something miraculous. They begin to dig and dig and dig. Listen, and the rain did not fall. Because y'all want to put that shovel in, one inch. <laughs> and you want to hear lightning and thunder. Oh, Shaba. Okay, here we go. Jesus. Okay, he's moving. No. Because you'll find, you'll find out it never rained on them. So, okay. Help me, Lord. They, 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 they dig. And, and, and here's number two. You got to sleep on it imagine that night at dinner that's awkward because they've been going all day and now the valley is full of ditches it's full of pools it's full of holes and now they're eating dinner looking at their man of God (laughs) praise the Lord pastor praise God doing great, you're doing great, thanks. So what, what's, uh, uh, Pastor, so God bless you. So what's next? Like, what do we? <sighs> I love being prophetic, because prophets go, I didn't hear that part, I just heard dig, that's all I heard. Yeah. Pastor ketchup. come on, somebody like. <laughs> that's all they got. <laughs> Some of y'all want so much. If you get too much information, it's no longer a miracle. Oh, God. (sighs) I think Elisha probably says something like this. Y'all, we did everything we know to do. We did the last thing God told us to do. Let's go to sleep. (laughs) Think about it. They went to bed that night in need. The miracle had not yet manifested. They went to bed hot. They went to bed hungry. They went to bed thirsty. They went to bed weary. They went to bed uncomfortable. They went to bed dehydrated. They went to bed frustrated. They went to bed mad at their man of God. And sometimes God says, can you, can you sleep? Because the moment you start sleeping is the moment I can start working. I don't work till you rest. Uh, Because if you're working and I'm working, you might get the glory for it. Uh, So I'm going to wait till you finally trust me till you finally exhale, till you finally say, Jesus, I'm giving this one to you. I've done all I know to do. I trust you, God. And he finally can say, perfect. While you're sleeping, I'm gonna start working because I'm the God who never slumbers, who never sleeps. And the moment you can trust me is the moment I can start moving. Come on, somebody, say amen. Look at your neighbor and say, get some rest, get some rest, get some rest. Take a deep breath, rest, relax. Let your hair down, kick your shoes off, close your eyes. Be still and know that he is God. Because the moment you take your hand off of it is the moment God can finally put his hand on it and begin to do what you cannot do while you're sleeping. God is working sleep on it. I got to be honest with you. I don't know how good they slept, but I know Elisha slept real good because he heard from heaven. I kind of imagine he's snoring and everyone else is just staring. (laughs) I love this last point. You 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 dig a ditch, you get some rest, and then and then you give with expectation. Now it's going to get quiet because I'm going to talk about your money for a second. Cause I feel bold. Cause I just got out of a four week financial series at my church and I've been coming here for quite a while. And so I figure it's time to step on at least one person's toes. <laughs> Can I preach to you real quick? Okay. If you don't like it, it's for the person next to you. It's not for you. If you really hate it, it's for your wife. Come on, somebody. No, just kidding. Okay, easy, easy. It's for your mother-in-law. Praise the Lord. Hey, give with expectation. Okay, can you imagine, y'all? So they dig the ditch. They go to bed thirsty. They go to bed hungry. They go to bed frustrated. They wake up. Nothing's happened. And Elisha says, all right, boys. Let's give a grain offering. Here's what's amazing about the grain offering. The grain offering was a burnt offering. So they're not only hungry and thirsty, now they're burning up their food. See, because a grain offering was never given in this moment. The grain offering was prescribed by Moses as a thanksgiving offering at the end of the harvest. Ah, I feel like running. I'm in a Pentecostal church. I'm about to run. Y'all can't stop me. Let me go, security. Let me go. The grain offering at the end of harvest, you would take a portion of it and give it to God as a thanksgiving. But Elisha said, We're gonna give it before we see the breakthrough. I'm gonna let y'all clap if you feel me. If it's for you, it's for you. If it's not for you, that's all right. But Elisha said, We're waiting on the miracle. We're waiting on the rain. We're waiting on the water. We're waiting on the breakthrough. Let's give God an offering let's give him a thanksgiving offering before he's done anything because it would be easy to do it after it's done but it takes faith and it takes guts to give it to god before you've seen anything If it's cheap to you, it's cheap to God. If it doesn't cost you nothing, it won't move anything in God's hand. But if it's precious to you, it's precious to God. If it moves your heart, it'll move God's heart. If it gets your attention, it'll get God's attention. Elisha said, I think we can release an offering that moves heaven. Offerings don't buy you nothing. You can't buy a miracle, and according to the book of Acts, you can't buy the Holy Ghost. But you can move God's heart. How do I know it moved God's heart? Because it moved my heart. If it did nothing for you, it'll do nothing for God. But if it makes you go, woo, it'll make God go, woo. Huh. Do, do you remember, Pastor, when, when, when God told uh, Abraham, Give me your son, your only son, the son whom you love, Isaac. Son, only son, son whom you love, Isaac. Wait, 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 wait! wait, wait. Bible scholars, Bible scholars. What about Ishmael? Because <laughs> God only recognized one. It's not that God didn't love Ishmael. He loved him. He blessed him. Ishmael was good. But he knew that Isaac was the son of promise. Huh. <laughs> And you know this feeling, because it's offering time, and you look in your wallet, and there's a five and a 50. And that $5 bill, we're going to call him Ishmael. Come on, somebody. And he goes, pick me, pick me, pick me. I'll go on the offering. I'd love to go on the offering. Use me, use me. Am I preaching to any young people? Y'all know what I'm talking about? And then... And then there's a Hunsky in there. Come on, his name is Isaac. And he's going, I'm the son of your promise. You need me. You can't live without me. We got, we got, to, we got to move forward. You, you need me in, in your life. And you're going, yeah, baby, I do need you, baby. I love you, baby. I need you. And God says, that's the one I want. Because if it's not precious to you, it's not precious to me. But if it gets your heart, it'll get my heart. If it'll move you, it'll move my hand. And God said... Give an offering, and Elisha said, we're gonna give before we see it. And can you just feel me? Every giver knows this feeling, especially, you'll, you'll remember this feeling, especially when, when you were first giving. It's like they gave themselves into a bigger problem. Right, they're already out of water. They're already in a famine, I mean, in a, in a drought. Now they're burning up their food supply. And you know that feeling when you've, when you've given by faith and you really give. And you know the Holy Ghost told you. And the music's going, come on somebody. And those drums get going. Homeboy, who's, all, who's the little professional over here, he's killing it. But he gets y'all fired up with the war toms, come on. And you start, and you give. And then it's tomorrow, and you're going, they got me, they manipulated me, they worked me up. War Tomboy got me all fired up. <laughs> Homie got on the keys, got me all emotional. Because <laughs> in the service, you're going, I've been fouled. And then in the morning, you're looking at your account going, oh. Anybody ever been there, and you just going, I just, uh, I, uh, oh, I oh. I." It's 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 like it, it it felt in the natural like they were giving themselves into a greater problem, but they were actually making a way for a miracle. Because the grain offering was an offering of thanks and praise for what was done. So Elisha flipped it and said, We're gonna thank God before it's done. And they give. With expectation. They give something that is precious. They give something in advance. That is, that is, by the way, your most powerful song. Your most powerful praise. Your most powerful shout. Is not the shout after the victory. It's the shout before the victory. When we say, I'll raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. That is your greatest hallelujah. And so they obeyed and they dug a ditch and they rested and then they thanked God with a thanksgiving offering. <sighs> so may, maybe before I just even give you the last thing, maybe just, maybe just think about the thing you need real quick. We have the keys come. Just think about one thing you need. I got about 100. Y'all got at least one? Who's got one thing you need from God? Let me see your hand. Okay, okay. This isn't cheap and this isn't Pentecostal culture and this isn't, this is real. I want you to think of one thing you need from God and I want you to, I want you to thank him right now, like it's already done. Go ahead and just celebrate the Lord. Come on. Like the debt's been paid, like your body's been healed, like your child's come home and he's back with the Lord like the relationship has been restored, like your marriage is coming back together, like the prayer's been answered. Think about one thing you need from God and now wave a grain offering and shout to God right now and thank Him like it's already done. Act like you will act when it happens. Come on, say thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. He is my Jehovah Jireh. He's my provider. He made a way out of no way. He provided a ram in the thicket. God did what man could not do. Hallelujah. One more time, shout hallelujah. Come on somebody, thank him. And and all of the sudden, they hear something in the distance. They don't hear thunder. Or lightning or even rain but a torrential flood starts coming in from edom just go to go to youtube tonight after service praise the lord after service and just google flash flood and watch these things come in out of nowhere and you don't see the rain because it's not here it's there oh, oh, oh. i gotta tell you something. You don't need to feel God for God to do something. You don't you don't even have to sense that God is anywhere around you. It might feel like God is a million miles from you right now. He can make it rain in Edom and bless you. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. I'm talking about God is doing things in other cities for you right now, in other regions for you right now. He's releasing miracles in other areas right now. And because you've dug a ditch and because you've prepared, that rain is about to flow. That water is about to flow and it's about to bless your life. Stop looking for the obvious and believe God for the miraculous. They gave and the water began to flow. And you know what? I just think it would have been really dumb for some of those guys who maybe didn't burn their grain offering. Who, once the water started flowing in, then they're like, yo, yo, can I get a match? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. They could have still thanked God. But how precious. For that crew who who lit the fire early and the water begins to flow and they go oh. did they buy it? no, did they purchase it? no but did their offering get God's attention? yes listen tither, listen tither and so does yours listen offering giver so does yours Listen. Every person who is who is committed to this building and to this expansion, so does yours. And if you've slacked a little bit, it's time to get back on. If you committed to something and you've been a little bit, you know, spend the summer, you've been out of Lake Travis having a little too much fun, it's time to get back. Amen. If you haven't committed, it's time to commit. If you've never given a dime towards this expansion, it's time. Pastor, tell you to show you this? No. I'm just a pastor. And I need my own miracle. So I reckon I'm going to help somebody else with theirs. I just want, I want to tell somebody, I want to, I think, I think there's enough just in this room, let alone the whole church to do everything God's called us to do. I'm telling you the truth. I believe it. And if, it, and if it moves your heart, it'll move God's heart. And on Sunday, we received our special offering for our building because we're, we're right now in a 6,000 square foot, like it's a shoebox, y'all. 6,000 square feet. We have four services on Sunday. We have 1,000 people coming to church in 6,000 square feet. It's like if you've ever opened a can of sardines, that's what it's like. Four services. It's just, it's absolute pandemonium. So we received our offering on Sunday to get going for our next building. And on Monday, a guy had lunch with me and he handed me a, handed me a check and he said, if I would have given any less than this, I could have done it in the natural and it wouldn't have moved my faith. He goes, but this amount, when I, when I wrote it, it scared me. And I went, oh, that's faith. It's not reckless, it's not irresponsible. You need to feed your family. But it's a gift that makes you go, praise the Lord. And God goes, oh, that's an invitation. Because I'll start making it rain in Edom. And the water will begin to flow. And God will make sure you're taken care of. I'm, I'm talking to somebody right now. On every tither, I command it to rain on your family. On every offering giver, I command the rain to begin to fall. On every person that's on the fence right now, and you're going, can I really give? Can I really get behind the vision? Absolutely you can. You begin to wave that grain offering. You begin to give to God, and you watch what God will do for you. He will be the God who is exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ever ask for a thing. Am I preaching to anybody tonight? Dig a ditch. I said, dig a ditch in the name of Jesus and watch the water begin to flow like never before. Can I agree? I want to agree first of all, just with every giver. I know the, I know the step of faith it is. And I just want to agree with you right now. I'm believing God. Here's I'm believing God for you right now. For unprecedented breakthrough in your finances. Are you, a, are you like one of those prosperity guys? I'm not a poverty guy. <laughs> okay, I'm not a poverty guy. And here's what I do believe. I believe God can bless us so supernaturally. Because you know what? The Holy Ghost ain't gonna write checks for the new building. And an angel's not just gonna show up and it's gonna be us. And I believe God is gonna bless some people in this room. He's gonna bless you. Man, I'm just telling you, I'm believing right now for abundance in your life. Can you just lift your hands, Father? I'm just agreeing with every giver right now. I'm agreeing with every tither and every offering giver right now. As they have sowed, I pray they would reap. As they have believed you and they've given you their Isaac, I thank you that there is a ram in the thicket. And I thank you for every person in this room. Their testimony would be the testimony of Abraham. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are our provider. I thank you God that it's beginning to rain in Edom. I thank you that the water is beginning to flow. I thank you that we're about to see an unprecedented season of miracles. I thank you that you're gonna do in the next few months of 2019 even more than you've done in the first few months of 2019. I thank you that we will enter 2020 saying to God, be the glory the heavens have opened he has made a way where there was no way doors have flung open mountains have fallen valleys have risen up crooked paths have been made straight and I'm seeing the king of glory come up, come upon my life like never before I thank you for miracle testimonies on every side in our family in our businesses in bodies in the name of Jesus Let it rain Come on, lift your voice Let it rain Father God, in Jesus name, give me the faith to dig, give me the faith to rest and give me the courage to give. And I promise you, come on, tell them, I promise you, I make a vow that you'll get all the glory when the miracle comes in Jesus name can you shout to the Lord right now and give him praise one more time give him a great offering right now come on just begin to praise the Lord wave your hands and shout come on give him praise Jesus Jesus Jesus